0: What's up, Whittier?
1: Welcome to What's Up, Whittier, a homegrown podcast.
0: A podcast to showcase Whittier's businesses, personalities, and hidden treasures.
1: What's up, Whittier? Remo. What's up, Jesse? Oh, man, you're supposed to say, talk to me. Talk to me, Jesse. <laughs> All right, so, so we got, uh, we're in a special setting today. We are. Um, we're actually at Rocky Cola's, which is uh, next door to the office. Mm-hmm. And uh, we decided to be here because obviously with the, with the sad news that we, we were, we're losing the neighbor. Um, it's been here for 30 plus years. And uh, obviously they're, they're going to relocate or shutting their doors down. I thought it would be a good tribute to come over and grab, uh, I guess, the last meal. And, last uh, supper The last supper, yes, yes And uh, and obviously we got some really special guests uh, on this podcast um, And we'll go around the table We'll yeah. have everybody introduce themselves And as,
0: if you're listening and you hear the expression machine in the back The server probably coming We're here in the middle of a restaurant So you're yeah. going to hear a lot
1: of that it, It's live, but it's recorded live so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With that, uh, we'll, we'll start off on my left and then we'll go around
2: so this am Ricardo Diaz um, from the Bizarre Capital, Colonia Publica, Poet Gardens, and Whittier Brewing in the area. And so, you know, thankful to be here. You know, thank you guys for doing this. You guys had a, a great podcast. Always enjoy it. Um, here with some friends. To my left is... Sandra.
3: Sandra <laughs> from Greats <Picking Waves> and Cafe. <laughs> I, actually, I'm very uh, excited to be here with you guys, all of you, and... and to share the talk.
4: How about you, Tony? Uh, Tony Alcazar from Crooked Gap Kitchen. Thankful for uh, being in a position to still be around to have this discussion.
0: Yeah. And and you guys are obviously the heavy hitters in the area. You've, I mean, I would have a six-pack if I don't go to (laughs) your restaurants because your food is so good and we just want to keep coming back. So you guys feed uptown and so we're, we're definitely thankful for that. And love the opportunity to be in front of the movers and shakers here
1: in uh, the Woodier area, the, the restaurant industry. So thank you guys for your time here. Well, well, the cool thing for me, when we talked about Remo and I, we are talking about trying to set up this uh, essentially like a Friendsgiving uh, meal the, for the end of the year, I guess, or close to the end of the year. Um, we definitely want to be able to bring back our, our previous guests who we've had really great conversations. Uh, again, good food, uh, good locations. And so, uh, with that said, um, before we get into our, our general conversation or discussion, uh, let's let's go around the table, or if whoever wants to start, let's uh, let's start off with uh, what we're thankful for this year, and uh, and we'll go from there. Anybody? Any volunteers? Uh, just like
4: I started saying, that uh, I'm thankful that we're uh, in a position to be able to come and have this conversation. Uh, a lot of restaurants haven't survived the pandemic, and we have, you know, it's the, the survival of the fittest, and those, are, those, those that haven't made it, maybe they had back backup plans, you know, but maybe some of us don't, so huh. I'm thankful yeah. to still be around, and for having you guys. You guys all come to the restaurant all the time, and that's, that's really great, so thank you guys. Good
3: being here. Yeah. But you know, I, 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 I am very grateful and thankful to live in a community where you get to know your, your business owners, your customers, you know, uh, I, I'm a traveler, I like traveling, so when I go to a city, now I sit back and I kind of look and see like, okay, this is their atmosphere, this is their, their, uh, their home. <laughs> And it's no different. You think it's green around the other side, but really, it's really green here because what we have is so unique that a lot of places don't have. Like, literally, pick up the phone. Uh, you know, can you know? I ran out of like sh- champagne. Or I'll call down the street and literally, I'll get a case borrowed, or vice versa, they borrow. Well,
2: that's, that's, all Omar, okay. hmm? that's all, Omar. But okay, that's <laughs> all, Omar.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. I know Homo's <laughs> always knocking on the door yeah,
2: Inside joke people Inside joke Yeah So No but of know. course Yeah I'm thankful for the community For you know The patrons and the clients That continue to coming back Because You know you guys There's always like Oh why, why did that place close down It was so good You know We, we need to see more of you You know you gotta like, Kind of support the places um, You know at least once a month It's, it's Margins are Paper thin, and it's really easy to disappear. So, you know, we try hard, but again, you know, thank you guys. You know, of course, thanks, you know, to God for keeping us active for a while longer. You know, this pandemic and all that was very, very difficult. And now we're going through kind of structural changes with employment, wages, and you know, people that want to work. You know, a lot of things are changing. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. So, You know, but hopefully we can weather all these storms. And again, as long as you guys, um, you know, help us out, we'll we'll be able to stick it out. So thank you. Well, I'm a little
0: selfish. I'm I'm thankful for our little daughter and just being a dad now. And I think that's uh, definitely a game changer. And it's created so much more urgency in my life um, that I had never experienced before. So now I want to finish and come home and. You know, play with her, but by by time she falls asleep, <laughs> we're both fall asleep next to each other. So, yeah. Uh,
1: for me, I'm thankful, obviously, for health. That it's been uh, it's been a challenge. It's been a roller coaster uh, these last couple of years. Um, one that we're we're healthy. Second that we're alive. We're still, you know, moving around, and capable of doing what we're doing. Um, and the other thing is family. You know, we we've. we've uh, I think COVID has really. Uh, change the way we we talk to our family live with our family um, especially those those people who are really close to us uh, knowing that we're, we're blessed to be able to still be together um, it's one of those things where I think uh, being locked in or locked uh, or confined to a home or to a residence, um you, you almost uh, it changes your perspective in terms of like um, how much that's really needed uh, at, at a human level right um, just being able to be around family or people who really care. So uh, for me, it's i um, how I'm thankful for family, uh, friends, and uh, I'm you know I'm lucky to call you guys friends because uh, again I've been to your guys' uh, locations and it's uh, I'm greeted as a friend, which is always a beautiful thing. So uh, again, thank you guys all. And Remo, I don't know about Remo, but um, I don't know if I call you a friend or not. But uh, <laughs> for today, we will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but thanks, man. It's, yeah. it's been, uh, it, we, we're blessed. We're blessed that we're able to do this um, as much as we're able to do it. So, yeah. uh, all joking aside, um, with that oh, said, start tearing up here. <laughs> easy, easy. Yeah. We got a lot of napkins uh, in case yeah. you want to tear up. Um, I, I'm, Ricardo, I'm glad you brought that up in terms of the, uh, you know, kind of <laughs> what the community really means for a business owner. Obviously, right now, uh, what we have here on the table, uh, everybody has a restaurant uh, or you own a restaurant or you run a restaurant. Um, But, you know, we never get the we never get the behind the scenes uh, of what the restaurant owner is really, you know, running through or going up against. Um, But again, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that where you really need the community to uh, support if they really want to keep that restaurant moving. Right. Um, you know, obviously we're here at Rocky Cola's, they're relocating. It has nothing to do with the support. It's more obviously with, with behind the scenes, you know, other, other issues. Mm. Um, but I know we've seen restaurants come and go. Um, it, it's always sad to see a restaurant go. Um, I mean, do any of you, you guys want to jump in on that? And, and you know, how, how else does the community help aside from obviously dining every month? uh is there anything else you guys could think of that that would help support
3: you know when i first uh came to prettier i lived in prettier but you know you always want to look at other places and i went to um, monrovia went to pasadena long beach i went all over the place to to look for that place and i came back to Whittier because at the time this is back in 2003 at the time it, it, it's like this place had the good bones. It had the right uh,
4: uh, blocks.
3: Yeah, aesthetically, it wasn't quite circulating at that time. There was bits and pieces, but it wasn't organically uh, flourishing. Because you would see certain restaurants open up, like the Ustro Veggie Bistro was one of like one of my favorite. It was a vegetarian, a vegan a restaurant, and when they opened up, it was like not enough support at that time. And then there was, oh my God, I could think of all these cool little restaurants, and they just could not hang, and that was because there was not enough fertilizer, to fertilize it. Quedio right now has that. You guys were part of this fertilization, because if you, by bring, bringing in... Chefs and I call them artists because they have a vision in what they're doing and, and, and what they're sharing, and like an exhibit of their, of their food. So, this area has been organically developed
5: by restaurants,
3: not by investments from the outside. It came organically. So, I came right at the nick of time because if there wasn't enough, I wouldn't be here. So I, I think it matters uh, what we have here in Vidya. It wasn't done by one person. It was done collectively. So for that, I'm very grateful. Thank you guys for, for again, you know, uh, creating the, the, the bones that the area needs. And we have a lot of great like, other restaurants in the community. I, I know, um, what's your name? Uh, uh, from uh, Pork and Good. Denise.
5: Honest. Denise.
3: Denise. So I got to work with her before too. Again, very creative person. And again, when you see like, how could she, how could she close up the doors? And and she was around for a couple of other businesses trying different footies This business is hard. And, and, uh, and as you know, it, it's always these moving parts. So for restaurants to have what we have here today, uh, Is quite extraordinary. Because we're not by a freeway, like you said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. we well, gotta be by a freeway so you can be successful. <laughs> I don't think
4: so. There's a, but there's the ones that started it, right? Like, uh, I feel like Flight 6740, Flight Grapes and, grapes, grapes, and uh-huh. grapes. You guys really started it all, you know? And that's, we came, when we did the bottle room, it was a cute little town. We had no idea if it was going to be successful or not. We were going to give it a year or two. And it ended up doing an 11-year run. Yeah. And it was because of the community. The community is the support. And we were busy. We were very well supported. You know, all of you guys. I met all of you guys because of that place. And um, it was then that other great restaurants opened up, like Bizarra. Also, Colonia. um commoner. All these other spots that really just really flourished. And, flourished. And, and did a did the wittier, unique uptown uh feeling that it is now or or that was pre-COVID.
3: You know, it it still kinda is because like in a way we're all kinda like i'm um, taking this veil off our, our
5: literally uh, our mess off our
3: faces. Um <laughs> There's a different awakening. And I, I think you mentioned the grateful, being grateful that we made it through. But we're not done yet because no. we've got other issues that we're dealing with. But I do want to point out um, uh, the t- uh, new Canton.
4: That's a great restaurant.
3: Yes. He was here a very, very, very long time. He's still one of the originals back in the day uh, when we first Like in the here. 80s?
4: Uh, like he
2: since
3: the 80s? Yeah. Maybe in the eighties because it he was, was here that
0: long.
2: Yeah, a long time. No way. Way. And, and his yeah. His uncle, well, Jackie now, yeah. I think his uncle
5: yeah.
4: was
2: here. But that's him. not to mention like Mr. Sandwich too. Yeah. they've been here a long yeah. time, and it's another yeah, great
5: it's restaurant. That
4: yeah. some of these restaurants aren't like really chef-driven mm-hmm. like ours are.
0: But they're some great more, food. You know, great soup yeah. I go to clean, Mr. Sandwich once, once Mimos or twice a month. You know. huh? Mimos is the same Mimos way. Is Mimos is the same way. Mimos yes, had yes. great food. Yes, yes. Love uh, that you know, yeah. so. Great yeah. breakfast burritos. Well, I mean, yeah. that's
2: how it happens. I mean, I'm, I remember I've been living in the city for 30 years now, and uh, you know, but the reason I decided to open a restaurant here was after visiting the Bahu and grapes and Grapes and knowing that something was, you know, getting going. <clears throat> and I wanted to be part of that um, yeah. so you know and then that just kind of feeds more people in and then other people get attracted and um, again like I said it's it's you know paper thin margin like the industry averages on the successful restaurants are like 1 to 3% profit margin wow. it's really wow. low yes. you know so um, I mean for every giant chain with massive profits there's thousands of independent businesses just kind of <clears throat> eking along so um, you know but, but Whittier the community you know again in, maybe in the 80s uh, you know people you go to Pasadena to have nice food you go yeah, 90s for sure Malrose yeah you go out maybe or you go east toward Fullerton and mm-hmm. Placentia some of those places um, so you know the local community um, you know they've appreciated us trying to kind of you know do something creative or different here in the area and you know it's good and then it starts reaching critical mass more and more people will come in um, it'll get more popular it'll Get more more chefs and uh, you know people willing to take chances <clears throat> with new cuisines hopefully okay. you know
0: I, I had a question why are the margins so thin I mean as, as, I, as, just as a business owner if I think I want to maintain certain margins is not increasing the price an option I, I know obviously as a patron this is me asking it's not even an option anymore it's, we have yeah. to do that yeah
2: yeah right now we have, we to. have yeah. to so you know minimum wage has been going up every year for the yeah. past four years and it's still supposed to yeah uh but now even just demand for the employees is yeah. actually above yeah. um,
0: so that's even if you could pay someone that
2: amount, they still right. won't show yeah. up. Yeah, I've always kind of tried to pay above minimum wage, even if it's a bit. Yeah. But now it's, you know, way above that.
0: That's
2: yeah. um, yeah. I hope You know, and the service industry is tough. You know, it's people, especially with this pandemic. I mean, you know, thank you clients and customers. But, you know, a portion can be very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. Uh, for employees and for trying to create a great service just you know whether you weren't wearing a mask or you were wearing a mask whether you had to wear a mask or whether you didn't have to wear a mask I mean it's sad that such a simple issue like covering your mouth you know, becomes a a point for serious contention in the restaurants and our servers and you know there's points where they were scared you know or certain aggressions and angers and something I haven't experienced before um, but you know and, and you know, we go through it but our margins are small just because um, you know you're selling a meal that's $12 $15 let's mm-hmm. say per person you know but your food costs are at least you know 40 35 to 45% of that then labor you got another 30 to 40% you know just any employee, if, if that employee serves three tables in an hour, and they're getting eighteen dollars an hour, that's already six dollars on that yeah. table. That's just labor, and that's a server. No, yeah. That's not that the server, and that's yeah. not the cooks. Yeah. And you know, it's, you start team. breaking all yeah. that down, uh, and again, you know, I mean, we love to charge higher prices, <laughs> but you know, there's there's a point, and, yeah. and and we also try to. I mean, we could go to the West Side and. You know, have (laughs) eighty dollar plates where people will—they—they're not going to pay that here. And one of our goals is to bring that quality and that attention to detail here to our people. You know, uh, so we want to do that, but
1: we can't charge what they do. Uh, If you could touch on that, like why? Why? I'm glad you guys are looking at it that way, right? Trying to keep it at a price level uh, that's competitive in the community. Uh, but why, why would we, why would you break it down to that point, um, knowing that the quality of food, the quality of service is there to compete? Um, is it just the demographics, is it, uh, is that what it is? Okay. Uh, everybody's nodding yes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing that, you know, we got workers comp, insurance, the rent, uh, equipment breaking, Fixing. It's an ongoing process. And every year I keep saying, oh, this year, nothing's going to break. Yeah, Everything yeah. should be good. And then, <laughs> boom, there goes $3,000 for this and that. So, but yes, the margins are really tight. But then there's that crescendo here when people are eating and they're enjoying and they're food. Happy. That is what we work for. You know, that, that, that sound, that rhythm where you can hear the servers engaging and it's like a big party. You know, in a way it's, you know, they're having a good experience and, and you can feel it. But yeah, I was an art director. And let me tell you, there's a big difference <laughs> in what you do with time. So, I think we're a little crazy to do what we do, but there's something so satisfying in this business. Because I I wouldn't
4: change. Well, you see all those happy people every single day. Oh, that was delicious. That was awesome. Thank you.
2: And that's really.
3: We had a great time.
4: That's immense. Yeah, at at
2: the heart of it, at the heart of us, it's it's serving. You Uh know, it's serving people and, um,
1: you know, having them walk out happy.
2: Yeah. You know?
3: You
1: gotta love people in this business. So, uh, aside from obviously cost, we're talking about cost and how cost is gonna come up just because everything is naturally going to go up. I mean, it's inflation, right? Um, do you guys see any trends or changes coming up other than the cost change or cost rise?
3: Keep it simple. Keep it simpler. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really? Smaller menu. Uh, it, it, it's... The trends that I see right now um, is simplifying things a little bit. You know, we're not open evenings. That means I have to hire more people and um, I have to rethink a little bit of what I do. Even though we still may open a Friday or a Saturday, but even then I'll have to think about it. But I truly care about our employees. And, you know, they, they are like our family in a sense. You know, you see them every day more than your family. And you want to balance that out with not too much of that overwork because you can burn people out very easily and um, and then the training behind it if you keep changing your menus I know for me it's like I got to keep it simple because <laughs> we were just talking earlier how little things you know when you create a dish you're putting the garnish the whatever the sauce is you know you have it a certain way so when you're trying the food you're tasting these flavors right and when someone misses that one ingredient they may not think anything of it but it matters and so that consistency in in, in the business uh, with our employees is like keeping it simple for them so that it's consistent because being consistent is crucial for our business yeah. I'm not no McDonald's <laughs> not yeah. that, I mean I eat there so yeah. you know, I have a huge problem with um,
4: <laughs> keeping it simple and and not changing my menus. You know, that's part of the um I never I never called myself an artist as a chef. But that's part of the
2: artistic side like needing Well, that's also CGK. I mean, you know, you you have the seasonal specials and oh, yeah. you creating new things. We'll um, everything changes. Know, some restaurants are like that, Very other restaurants, menu. I think Bizarre, it's like you know, if if I move a dish off the menu, I get 40 people that week, you <laughs> I mean, know, angry that I. You know. Same
4: here, same here. And, and you know, I gotta say, it at, takes the bottle room, yeah.
2: at the bottle room,
4: how many times did I hear, like, oh, you took the spaghetti bolognese off or you took the yeah. whatever off? And it's like, yeah, I did. So I was willing to put up with people yeah. saying that to me because we were really busy. At TGK, I was not as prone to saying, like, yeah, well, it's not on the menu, sorry. Now it's kind of like, I'm probably not gonna take that off.
2: I I I think we've all become a little bit more conservative, too, because we're protecting, Mm -hmm. you know, very fragile businesses right now. I mean, I think that's happened to all of us. Like I said, those margins don't give us a lot of room. Um, I'm sure all of us have been operating at, you know, break-even or negative for quite a bit. And I know we have, you know, some time actually, you know, operating negative because the employees keep getting paid insurances have to keep getting paid the rent uh, there was a moratorium on residential but not for us you know no. all the commercial no. uh, so you know we had to kind of thank god we were able to kind of stick it through and we'll see what the future holds but <clears throat> you know what trends are coming up there's also <clears throat> I, mean, I just went to a restaurant in alhambra and they're still ordering a um, qr code okay and then you know servers mm-hmm. So, you know, that just like in in the rest of the industry where labor goes up and you replace it with robotics or tech, it's starting to happen in the restaurants. We'll see what happens. I mean, maybe if people don't want to pay a little bit more for human service, then maybe it'll be more of, I'm looking at Rocky Cola, and I can see the QR codes everywhere. Um, You know, I don't know if they're giving out menus. I mean, everything from printing menus especially if you have specials and you're changing things constantly um, to, you know, order, reordering new products. And
4: I change order oysters almost every day. I change beers almost every day. I play around with new specials oh, once a week. Okay. So I'm printing menus every single day. Okay. So the QRC thing I really like because I have to print a lot less. Yeah. Instead of printing uh, 30 new menus
0: every day, I print three or four. Fridays um, and Saturdays, I'll print five or six. And, it, and it's real time, right? You can go in there, update the menu
4: on
2: the yeah, QR code, absolutely. and you don't have to. I mean,
4: you guys probably have all seen my laptop right there on the corner of the bar. Yeah. I, did, I do real time mm-hmm. updates. You know, yeah. I really like POS that. Is I are really like easier yeah. too now. POS, yeah. POS that goes adapt goes off of my to better. better the
2: delivery. I mean, for a while, it's like I mean during the pandemic and trying to do better foods like you resist delivery because oh, it's going to arrive cold, it's going to arrive oh, mushy. Yeah. I mean, as chefs, it really bothers us uh-huh. too, to you know, to send food out that's not correct or that's out of temperature, or that's um, going
4: to wither,
2: or, or it's wither oh, salad, and, oh and we fight that. But I mean, during the pandemic, we had to, and we had a package to go, and we had to make new family meals and new packages. And, but you know, it's a resistance that we broke, and so now that's maybe a trend that. You know, to go and, and delivery maybe has to be a bigger part of it. We all know, you know, Uber and Grubhub and those places are just—they would destroy our profits. I mean, they would take about thirty percent of a bill.
4: I stopped doing that. I stopped yeah. all of the delivery apps. Really? Stop out. I uh, we developed with a good friend of mine our online ordering system. It's really great because it it's, um, it syncs with my POS, POS, nice.
1: and it prints straight Operative to my system. kitchen.
4: So to us, it's just like another order. Yeah. We just have to package it to go. But,
2: yeah, it, that's not delivery. That's
4: not delivery. <laughs> yeah. But I think the people that want my food are willing yeah. to go yeah. pick it up. You know? No, like, dirty. even because when we were doing DoorDash, it wasn't that much, man. It was like 100 or $200 a week. And that's nothing. And they were taking 30% of that. That was never worth it. Yeah, which is which is never more than the, the profit payment. you
2: make. Yeah. Okay. So you could say, Hey, I got a, a hundred DoorDash this week. At, an, at actually a loss. A loss. <laughs> it was yeah. for a loss. Yeah. Now maybe I could bring in new customers, it could yeah. give some exposure. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh but you know, but if it continues it's just you can't do it. You know, it's it's you're hiring more people to do more orders at a loss. So it, just, it gets worse. Yeah. Um it's very, very difficult. But, like I said, I think we're being buffeted. We're trying to figure out where things go. Like I said, is a is service model kind of dead? You know? And I, actually, Especially I would, if you can't price guess, it.
1: That was one question I was going to throw out there. Now, don't, don't, uh, don't go at me if, uh, if you don't agree. But, you know, this whole, so you're right. There's this whole to-go model now where uh, some restaurants are not even still allowed for dine-in. It's still order, pick up, and then you're gone, right? And uh, there was always a talk about like tipping, like do you tip if you're picking up uh, to go? Uh, and, and when I asked the question, it was more like, well, we're, we're not servicing you. We're not doing anything. So it's really more just pay what you're paying for and, and thank you, right? And, and move on. Now talking about the business model and how things are going to start changing. Uh, so there's a restaurant that we always frequent with the kids uh, and... They're down to the whole QR code uh, paying, too. So manual QR, paying on your phone. So really, the only service you're getting is more of the bringing the food and refills and so forth. But everything else, transaction-wise, is being taken care of on your phone. So now at that point, the the big question comes down. Are we starting to see the tip uh, industry or tip things kind of either staying, evolving, or is it going to go away? And the reason why I'm saying going away or evolving is... One of the big, uh, at least for mine, when, we're, when I'm talking to business owners on the, on the service industry side, because obviously tips are for restaurants but also for other services, is uh, it usually helps to supplement some of the, the income for your, your uh, workers, right? Oh, definitely. Now, now, and it goes back to what you're saying, Ricardo, like, do we just like, sum it all in? And give it a higher cost for everything, with the expectation that it, it's all going to come to that same level of service, quality, and so forth. To now, you're able to project at a better number because you know what you're charging, opposed to relying on the tips that might or might not it's happen. Variable. Well, yeah. what,
2: well, those tips are only for employees. Yeah. No, so, correct, correct. Yeah, but, but, yeah we're. I mean, we can't take that into calculate. Yeah. We can't yeah. actually touch those tips yeah. Yeah. at all. Nothing. We can't take the. Percentages from the credit, like if they put yeah. it on a credit card and it charges us five percent, we can't take that off. Like that's always a loss for the business, which is fine.
5: Yeah.
2: Um, so it's it's only, but yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why finding staff is more difficult, because maybe like the tip situations come down. Yeah. You know, before I mean, I think as restaurant owners, I think we're probably more. I don't think I ever give less than twenty five percent, but we're in the industry, yeah. so it's it's kind of like. You know, um,
5: right? Yeah. Yeah,
2: for whatever reason, it's just we know and, and we know how much people depend on those tips. Um, but yeah, but, but that was part of the incentive. That's the incentive for bar You know, your, your bartenders, the bars you like to go to, the restaurants you like to. That's that server that always greets you well, and you love uh, being attended by that person. You know, they they're getting they get good tips, and they love their job, and, and it shows, and and they get re- rewarded for it. But yeah, if. If that starts coming down, we're going to lose those people. Yeah. Jesse doesn't tip. That's yeah. a, no, no, <laughs> no yeah, yeah. i think we're figuring just out. The, <laughs> it is part of the atmosphere as well, too, you know, to be
3: served, the service part. Yeah. So it's not just to, can I take your order? It's like, so how are you doing the greeting? Yeah. Get to know what they like. Are you here visiting or you know, whatever it is? We're people, we're humans. We want the connection, yeah. the human connection. And, that's and you'll, you'll tip the for that. Yeah. They will tip for that. Yeah, and
4: if, if you're going to somewhere that, that you don't get that, then why should you tip? Right. And there's a couple of places that I go to um, okay. where as soon as you pay for your credit card, the, okay. the, the tip suggestion pops up. And it's nothing less than 15%. You can tip automatically, press the 15%, 20%. Twenty five percent, and all they're doing is taking your order, and some of these places are kind of expensive. If I get two sandwiches for forty bucks, yeah. and all they did was take my order, input it, take my credit card. Why should they get anything more than a couple of bucks? You know, but if you're going to Bazaar, Crepes and Gapes, (CGK), mm-hmm. and you're you're getting service that, just like you said, they're feeling you out to see how they can make your dining experience mm-hmm. great and you get a little bit of personality with it. Hopefully you don't get attitude but you get a little personality <laughs> and you know you get somebody friendly that's that's great. Then you want to tip. And that's that's like Ricardo saying, yeah, we never I never tip less than 20% at a restaurant. Sometimes 25%, sometimes more. But that's when something's spectacular. And you taking my order does not even though that person might have been spectacular for taking my order.
3: The suggestion of also like what's going to pair well with your meal, and just tell me what you got. I want to create the whole menu. They should know that they should know, like, immediately, like, you know, oh, you can order this salmon, it's going to go big with the salmon blanc that we just got from blah blah blah. They should know that,
0: yeah. Yeah, me as a patron, when I go to a restaurant, I want to be told, you know, what I should eat. You know, <laughs> yeah. some people say I, yeah. I want to look at the, I don't want to look at the menu. Tell me what your, yeah. your special is, how it's prepared. Like, sell me on a dish.
4: Will, a good server will will know that. You know,
0: yeah, know. and that's what I want. That that's as Jesse says, Tip. That's that's the experience. That's a dining experience versus just saying, you know, what do you want on the menu, and then an order taker, and you know, and at that's, least
3: asking the question What do you like? Chicken, yeah. You
5: like
0: yeah, and, you and those are the experiences that that stood out to me the most, which is. I remember I went to a, a steakhouse in Long Beach, and I, like the guy, like my mouth was watery by the time he was finishing because he was going in there. This is how the chef prepares it. This is yeah. what's recommended with it. Yeah. If you're looking at wine, this is what you should get. And at the end of all this, I said, okay, all whatever you just said, that that's what I want. You know, and that that's the experience of that, that. So
4: for the future, I, I see that if you're going to go to a nice restaurant, you will continue to tip. Mm-hmm. If you go to a quick service place, I, I don't know. That's up to you. If there's a little tip jar, like.
1: You know, Starbucks. I'll, I'll give them a buck.
5: Yeah. And,
1: and that's what I'm getting at is like with this whole um, like social distance, everything to go. You know, um, keep your distance and and so forth. Um, are we going to see the the old school kind of service come back, or are we going to see more of like you know, let's get things in and out? And I see you know. a lot of things
4: already dying
1: down from the, from our from our industry.
4: I don't see those amazing servers anymore, sommeliers. Uh, major d's and, you know and I know you guys will agree how hard is it to get a great cook nowadays no. No. how hard is it for you to find a great cook so that that's, like, doesn't even exist in these kids nowadays when I was a kid I wanted to get into a kitchen before I even wanted to be a chef I worked for my uncle at his restaurant I really wanted to learn
1: I don't see kids like that so, so what do you what do you throw that back to is it is it just because uh there's more options for kids to kind of go into different fields, or is it more of the, the restaurant uh, uh, industry itself that's not providing those options and those kind of tools? That, that, that could probably
4: get into a really serious conversation, but I think that kids don't see hard work as something that they want to do or, or necessary to advance. And some kids, not all kids. That I don't, don't know what your kids are Yeah,
2: and I don't even think these younger people are growing up active. I mean I, I mean it seems simple and it do not want to sound like a boomer at all. but I mean you're climbing trees and running and biking and it's just developing dexterity and agility, uh, developing a constitution for endurance that you can ride your bike. I mean we used to ride our bikes and, I mean and, and, and it was dark and we wouldn't come home until we could hear my mom screaming for the sixth time to get back. but we were on our bikes like just I think just that movement now, you know being on the internet or just in stasis and not moving um i don't know i, ju- I just think there's like a, how long you can stand on your feet it's something it's right. you know we have to suffer i i've never seen this before now where employees will sit down like they and I, and you find chairs that weren't on the they'll bring them from home like oh a little God. stool or something <laughs> put it somewhere and you know like I've never seen that in my life I've never seen that and um, so I I don't know I I think that's a big part of it just dexterity agility mobility I think people don't move as as quickly I mean that's and that's beautiful in terms of a tech and a mental and, and you know theoretical development of of science and the mind and you know it's fantastic but you know where's you know, the rest of us that actually have to, you know, move our hands and work and sweat and you know, be in the kitchen that's at about 110 degrees in the summer for you know eight hours straight. Okay. I think
0: one thing to add to that, I think I, it's a trait that I see in successful people. It's their sense of urgency, and I think some younger people don't have that. They're just we'll get to
2: it and where people that are movers and shakers. But it's entitlement like
3: entitlement too yeah. there's an entitlement
2: yeah. or how many kids seven, 18 year olds that they don't even drive yet yeah. I mean at 15 oh, and man. a half we oh, were itching it oh my as goodness as long as you greets I'm a pedal out. right here <laughs> oh man yeah it was like we were just ready to, to mm-hmm. drive and now and I understand Uber and you know and you don't have to get to the mall anymore to see your friends because you'll yeah. see them online <laughs> that's um, true thank yeah. but you know, that, yeah, that sense of urgency, it's, it's super... Well, that, that's not to say that different. there aren't some
4: good workers there. Right now I have some very young workers that are very hard, hard workers. True. And I'm so blessed and lucky to have them. Um, they're like the complete opposite of what I expect from kids their age.
3: That's great. And, and
4: they're hard workers. And yes, chef, yeah. you know. Uh, no chef, I don't know chef. Just, you know, kind of old school. Something old school about them that is, that is very... Um, that I really like, and they'll always have a job with me. And you probably uh, would meet their family and you'll see that there, there's a good, good family and good family
3: mm. principles and ethics, work ethics, what are they, you know? But even um, having employees working like six hours or even, God forbid, eight hours, mm. they're done. They're done on four hours. Yeah. And so that mobility, the endurance, it's not quite
5: right there.
3: I'm blessed with our staff yeah. we've had a few that they're ready to take their breaks a half an hour once they're half an hour they're in and it's like mm-hmm. and I take my break and it's like what
4: yeah <laughs> no I don't have that problem either yeah <laughs> I don't,
2: no. yeah, and, I don't
3: I, I've had a few like. and there's always
2: something to complain either. about and, and it, you know and team members will always complain about supervision and management and you know so it's normal I mean this is it's work you know but it this is different this is it's you know it's before there were individuals you had to work with and some you know employees it's like oh my goodness you know like whoever taught them how to work can't even push a broom, which is you know and then you know but you stick with them and they have a good character and then two or three years later they're fantastic you know we're willing yeah. to do that True. you know True. We, True. we're yep. it's small groups small families small kitchens uh so we, we get you know we have an opportunity to kind of help develop people uh, but just the overall feeling right now is, is uh, a little you know disillusioning there, there's a quote that
0: i saw maybe about a month ago that i that kind of stands really resonates here and it says hard times create strong men strong men create good times good times create weak men weak men create hard, know, times? hard times so it's that cycle where yeah. you you know you've you've you drove. The, you rode the bike. You you were, did this. You did this. You hustled, and then the times became good. And the, the people behind realize, oh, this is good times all the time, and they don't. Then they become weak. And I think that's really strong right now of what's happening. You know, the one thing that I do love about our business is that
3: development of people that you get because we get a lot of young people from high school. So we train, right from scratch. In fact, sometimes I don't even want them to have experience Mm -hmm. because there's a vulnerability in knowing and learning. But when you start seeing them, and you know, and and there's a pride when it's like, yeah, I started as a dishwasher, and now they're up in the front cooking. It's like, yeah, this is what you did.
5: You learned this.
3: In life, this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna take these skills here Go out to the world and do something with it. Now, whether you decide to be in the food business, have a goal, where you want to study—I get the excitement now because this job, the restaurant business, creates stability. There's stability. So, if you want to go to school, you want to learn something. a, A job at a restaurant gives you that stability, so you can do other things. Or. Open your own business, or be part of the business. However, you want to uh, design it, because not every student is meant for college. Mm-hmm. No, do they know what they want to do? Yep. You know, half of the time is like, I don't know, I don't know. I uh, do want to get a car. Start with a car. <laughs> Save money. You're 22. Yeah, <laughs> you think about yeah. driving. You can be, what? 35. <laughs> yeah, it's time for you to get a car. <laughs> but no, there's some, there's some, uh, some really great, uh, great things. Um, Uh, with with your employees again they're like your in my case they're like my children they're all younger and they're all good people you know they they generally like each other and that's a big it hasn't always been that way so
1: so I'm going to change the topic on this one where do you guys um, um, obviously Ricardo Sandra you guys are in the Uptown area Uh Um, uh, I'm pretty sure this is going to impact somehow your business too Tony uh, but we're, how do you see the future of uh, the green Greenleaf, uh, what they call Greenleaf Promenade? Is it good, bad, uh, you know, keep it, don't keep it? I think
3: it's good here in California. We should have outdoor dining.
1: Yeah.
3: It should be like an automatic
5: concept.
3: When I first opened Crates and Grapes, I thought it was by right. You can just put your chairs and tables out there. I did. And a couple of weeks later, I get sighted by the, uh, who is it, the public's uh, code, enforcement, the code yeah. enforcement. And I had no idea that it was, couldn't do that. Yeah. So so to me, that was always kind of off. We should have, but I also think there should be an investment so that it doesn't look all junky. You know, and I'll start with my place. I mean, I would definitely invest in getting new canopies or more of a structure. Yeah. But when they tell me it's only going to be there three months or four months or whatever, I have to look at those numbers. You know, do I give a raise to my staff or do I put canopies out there or what have you?
5: So,
2: yeah. Well, I mean, we never knew if it was going to be permanent. So, yeah. you know, a lot of it was kind of temporary. temporary. And then was once temporary. they extended it, then I think most of us upgraded mm-hmm. the areas and put a little bit more effort into it. Uh-huh. Um, and if they decide to make it permanent... Um, everybody will invest. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think I, it's I, great. I think it, it makes Uptown with your destination. Uh, you know, you can walk Colorado Boulevard or Downtown Disney, or you can walk Greenleaf. You know, right. it just gives not not everything's just about going to one place, dining and going straight home. You know, it's it's uh, an
0: after meal the journey, walk. They say, yeah, the walk <laughs> afterwards shopping is shopping and looking at things and
2: lights yeah. and um, so. No, I think
1: it's a fantastic idea. Well, here's my hack. My hack is to start off at Tony's place because you can find parking. Yeah, and, <laughs> then, and then dinner, and then go grab a drink up. You know, uh, but again, it's one of those things where it's just uh, for me. It's it's great to be able to move the body, which is what we're talking yeah. about. Especially, uh, again, we don't get out as much because uh, you know we got kids and so forth. But when we do get out, is is about being able to spend that time together. When it's just me and the wife. But extending that time, so we're not having to go somewhere and get in the car, and then go somewhere and get in the car, and you know, it's more of like, can we stop somewhere and just walk, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's different cities, like you said, Ricardo, that we could do that, but obviously trying to stay close close to home, you know, we we try to make it work
3: families I, you're right it, it's all
2: about our no and it, and it moves traffic around too so i've always been interested in that it's not just green leaf
3: yeah.
2: uh but the side streets to build up the area and yeah. closing down Greenleaf now creates traffic on bright yeah. yep. where they're parking there and they're walking and parking so. and then so now it's a lot more interest for somebody to put a business uh on the That's side right. streets and a little bit farther away yeah get them
4: closer to bizarre get them closer to cgk yeah, <laughs> yeah. start start going out
2: yeah, yeah, because you want to expand the the area of opportunity yeah. for people to come in and invest, and you can wow. say, "Well, hey, there's no empty storefronts on Greenleaf." Hey, you know, but look at Comstock, look at Bright, and then so we yeah. can get some more variety. And I think just pushing traffic out that way is is a great thing.
3: And with the mixed usage, I also believe in that because people. You know, if you live in the area, like, take your car, just walk down the street. I live up the street, so sometimes I do come down. It's hard to get back up the hill, but I do come down. But I think the more accessible a community is for everyone, especially families, I think it's a really good thing. And I think most cities are doing that nowadays. Every city has their own little, you know, uptown or downtown area. Except Quittier, we have a destination, area. Yeah. It really, truly is. It's in a great location, and if if we're not off the freeway, right? But that's what makes it better, because you have to find
4: it. I'm not going to say whether it should stay or go. I I think if it's going to stay, there should be improvements. Um, I don't think that every single business out here benefits from it. Some of them don't benefit from it by not, not having that old parking space that they had right in front of their store. Um, some of the restaurants do benefit from it because maybe they're a small restaurant and now they have maybe doubled their capacity um, for me I, I don't really like it anymore it's um, it's it's another it's a whole other few steps for us you know to set it up to clean it um, to, to have heaters out there uh, propane doubled in price uh, since last year um, I have to staff it more, uh, and if it became permanent, if I could take over that, I, I would probably build something uh, instead of just having a tent, and, and that's not to say that that $600 tent didn't give me that tenfold more. It's paid for itself and way more, it actually helped us make a lot of money uh, after the shutdowns, but it's just kind of a pain in the butt right now, and it's not very nice.
2: You know, it's not a it's not a legit patio. Well, it's also seasonal. Now it's cold. You know, so things change. I mean, I had, I've I had four heaters stolen days ago. Really? No way, really. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'm coming back just I'm surprised they lasted so long. <laughs> you know, because um, they're big. It was hard to bring them in every night. Yeah. You know? I guess we should have. But I mean, or since they've been up. there for quite a while, we thought, hey, got our money. Yeah. yeah. Are these brothers? are respecting.
4: I remember a year ago, dude, you couldn't even buy them? You couldn't oh, even whatever. find it. You couldn't uh, buy toilet theaters. paper, remember?
1: Oh, I remember <laughs> that. Yeah. People hoarding were hoarding toilet days. paper. Had, they thought, had they thought COVID <laughs> was
2: going to take out the trees. <laughs> Jesse had palace at home. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. <That's- laughs> I was bartering. I was using to bartering to us. Uh, but, you know, that's a good point, though, because, uh, you know, I, I think we had that conversation when it first started, when you had outdoor dining. It was like, why don't you open the outdoor dining and indoor dining, right? Yeah. When it was right at the time when things were kind of starting to back, get back up and you brought up a good point you said well that just means I gotta hire more yeah. um, and we gotta yeah. be able to manage all this our kitchen yeah. staff same thing we can only use so much you yeah. know now you're doubling or tripling
4: and I gotta tell you man which, these
1: Friday nights
4: are getting crazy it, to the point where I had to hire another cook yeah. just to get us by on Friday nights Friday nights are the busiest night of the week by far
1: Yeah. and man it's, it's hard but that's a struggle right Cause, yeah. I mean even in your, I'm pretty sure you're a restaurant right that you're you have more people coming out on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you're trying to keep staff at a certain size or consistent, and uh, just trying to ramp up and ramp down is—I don't think but it's good yet. for any business, right? A-
3: yeah, you got to project your food orders, and you know, it's just yeah. I don't like breaking it down so much because then it's like I think I—I I think I want to retire today.
5: <laughs> you know? It
3: really is a lot of work, you know. It's multitasking. You're working with staff, your food orders, your vendors, your customers, every facet of this business is, is, is a juggling act in itself yeah, yeah. because its own nucleus is in there that you have to understand. So no, this business is definitely very gratifying, but it's a lot of work. You have to be somebody who's got stamina and is ready to just take the challenge.
5: Because
3: every day is a challenge make and make sure that
0: you're going to get your delivery yes. Get yes do you like the prominent on yourself
1: yeah i think it's a good thing um or, you know Tony, what you're seeing is not for everybody and how it might affect other businesses yeah. i just think it uh, the other businesses are not taking advantage of what what is out there uh and the reason being yeah, that's, is that's true yeah. you know uh these restaurants um, are creating this kind of pedestrian way where now you're gonna have people having to walk from one space to the other, right, or location. Where I think most businesses are are missing is that really creating that that storefront to be able to track and kind of communicate with those pedestrians, Um, that's one. The other is that they're really not making their their shop a destination point, because nowadays with social media, um, you know, most of these businesses, I'm, I'm thinking they're going to rely on, on uh, you know, foot traffic. foot traffic, when in reality, we're, we're changing, right? We're all on the phone. We're all checking what's new and what's hot. And I think we're missing that that critical, uh, you know, marketing aspect of it where now you could create a destination for these retailers or businesses, other businesses, where now people are driving to, to visit them, which in turn obviously bring more foot traffic to these other businesses or restaurants that are open. I think there's a missing link there. Um, I know there's a couple of businesses here that are always kinda like upset that, that there's that the streets close. But again, I think they're just missing that that and, link. And there
2: was a lot more at the beginning. Really? Um, I think and I, I think that's calmed mm-hmm. down a yeah. little bit more as I think maybe undoubtedly it's because they it maybe saw some increase in their traffic. Like you said before, how would you get people into your shop if you're just buying everything online? Yeah. But now you have people walking across, they can't just park in front of the restaurant they want to go to. Now they have to park somewhere else and walk down. So I, I think that it's increased foot traffic to some of these retail shops. And so I just, by anecdote, I've noticed less complaints. But, you know, again, I don't know. There's a
3: few squeaky
2: views. Yeah. I think they've always been squeaky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you
3: know, know, for the most part, you're right the foot traffic if you see the opportunity if you're a retailer if you're a retailer you would obviously put something out you see the foot traffic I mean that's what a merchant that's what marketing is about captured it so some do some don't
2: but we saw that I mean the bottom room crepes and grapes colonia I mean how often do we find parking on Greenleaf rarely it was always full and cars that were there all day it was employees that was yeah. Yeah. the dentist and the doctor and yeah, the optometrist. Yeah, yeah. They would park there and they would park there all day. So I don't think there was that much of a loss. Yeah, what are these guys complaining parking. about then? Yeah. You when know? uh, yeah. you go to any other like booming area, you don't care. when you, you go, never, go to Pasadena, Pasadena Newport, you walk minimum three blocks yeah, to get yeah. where you See, want. We-
0: Me and my... my, Nobody nobody complains over there. We're too
1: sheltered, I think. (laughs) Or you're just used to being able to pull
0: up and and find a parking spot, which is, you know, you do that in areas that are not, they don't have the business opportunity. A
1: little warm
0: up. You know, uh, regarding the Promenade, I I absolutely love it. I think it it gives an experience because I don't want to just go to a place, eat, and then go home, right? I, I want more because if that's the case, I'll just order the food, right? (coughs) <coughs> excuse me <coughs> me and my wife talking about the retailers we go to seal beach for breakfast like i would say once a month and when we go there we park somewhere probably not, nowhere near the restaurant walk to two three blocks and as we're walking to the restaurant or back we, we stopped I, I, as i'm thinking we bought stuff for our pet that we never needed we bought stuff for our <laughs> like a hat for our baby that was 20 some dollars because it said something cute that was on the window and, and that's, you know, that's a lot exactly. of that stuff doesn't happen here because people don't feel like you're going to get that kind of customer. Well, but you do that on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. fair. That's well, you really can, scary. but you're there and you're like, oh, this is a cute hat and, you know. But
3: and, you're right. We'll you know, they used to say, well, we don't have a beach. I said, you don't need
5: a beach.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's an idea. You need to draw so we and you get have get musicians the draw. out there. Yeah. We should get artists out there. Yep. I think we yeah. should load yeah. it up up yeah. on the street and you know uh, create a, uh, a destination of entertainment and experiences Yeah. and so we're, I think we're
0: gonna get there yeah really there's think. a violinist or a guitarist that sits up by the by uh, in front of memos or near memos and I I love I'll sit there and for five minutes yeah. listen to him and, and it could be on I don't know days whatever he comes but it's really nice that element is that's what really gets yeah. someone to kind of hang out with yeah bit
3: and I think that and we have so many artists in the area that's yeah. why I think the what is it the um, uh, the art walk art stroll, thing, the, art, the, the yeah. art stroll that's fantastic on Wednesdays it, and it's—and and again these are merchants that have come together yeah. put their time together and created this amazing event that's been going on for what eight years or something like that
1: so, so. so what do you get with that said what do, you, what do you guys think is missing in this area to kind of get it booming to where it was
4: a ramen shop
1: yeah probably uh, yeah.
4: variety in
2: food I think where, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of Mexican. There's yeah. too many you know, taco places. And, and every menu has taco tacos. tacos. <laughs> you know, it's a popular yeah. food. No. So and it's, so it's delicious. Yeah. I mean, it's mainly okay. what I sell. But, you know, we, we need to work. And we have been working on trying to bring we used to do other one. chefs with other cuisines yeah, into the
4: area. Yeah. Yeah. So variety.
2: But, yeah, it's the same thing. You know, it's like not everybody's going to come and buy a record and, uh, and eat at a restaurant. You know, it's not like the same thing, you yeah. know, uh, four, three to four times a month. So you have to have other things coming back to listen to music or more lights or an area to sit down or, you know, you you got to just kind of throw everything out there because you need to create variety. We need variety. That's what's important. Uh,
4: places that you want to go to every day. Maybe you don't go every day, but there's, there's places that I could go every day.
2: I mean, and your standards, right, and yeah. your comfort and... Uh, I mean, and it's happening it takes a while I, I've always believed that it takes about a generation uh, to kind of
3: it's definitely
2: uh, gentrify yeah. hentify, whatever for uh, yeah, yeah. Um, improve or you know Pasadena took a decade yeah. you know I was there in the, in the 70s I remember what it looked like
1: and it, was, you rocks, know, it was similar so like Whittier. Know.
2: it was uh, second hand stores yeah. antique shops um, uh, you know a watch repair and a shoe guy um you know, and then, you know, uh, um, walk and roll sushi comes in and some of these places and they started turning it little by little and just the same here, you know, crepes or grapes and then flight and then the bottle room. Uh, so, you know, and then maybe some of that larger investment will come in. I mean, they tried with the playhouse a few times, a little bit more difficult. Um, I mean, not that, I don't necessarily, we need a, a playhouse or a ballet theater, um, <laughs> was pretty popular decades the ago. Show would be cool. But you know, dinner show, you need to open it up. Um mm-hmm. and I think and I think to tell you the truth, I think the city of Whittier is aware of that. Yeah. You know, they tried to extend uh you know the, our permits to operate later, mm-hmm. uh to open up music venues, to you know create a variety of service. You know, it's, it's really difficult when when I got Bizarra and I I got an entertainment license, they said Mariachi type music only,
3: <laughs>
2: which is, I mean, as a as a Latino, there's there's no such thing as mariachi style music. You know, it's bolero songs, wapandos. It's like different genres, but it's that's just a, an instrumentation group. You know, but their perspective was we only want you know, the guys in the in the suits with the little metal buttons, um,
1: strum the guitar and that's right, hard. right, because
2: you know they don't want any other type of music. You know, but what if I decided to change my cuisine? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Right.
2: You know, then what? Then I can't have any type of other type of entertainment because that was a specific clause. Yeah. So, and that was, but that was 15, 20 years ago. And <laughs> talk about music.
1: That adds another element, right? To the slim margins that you guys are already making, right? Because now you got, aside from staff and food and so forth, now you got entertainment. You got yeah.
2: If you pay a band $500. Coming out of your overhead, right? You need to sell uh, well, three times that. Yep. So, wow. you need to sell $1,500 extra just to break
1: even. Wow,
2: you know, if you think about it, like one third is inventory, one third is food and labor, and the other, and, and I mean, labor, and the, the final third is overhead costs your rent, electricity, and your profit. So you basically, whatever you spend on music, you need to triple in sales. So sometimes it's hard. Yeah, no, no, I hear you. Which is why you're focused
1: on just the the peak days, right? On a Friday or Saturday. Right. And not a continuous all week kind of.
3: Yeah, you know, we had a, so when I first opened, it's funny that you say that, because the CUP was like a big deal. I think it was, in your place, they had queues, or they had a problem. I'm sure that.
5: Yeah, that that damaged it for a lot of people.
3: Yeah. So they. So obviously, I came in and I'm a kite kite and grapes. I, I don't think I'm going to draw that kind of atmosphere. But there right, was. Right. I couldn't get my. Uh, I wanted entertainment license. I couldn't even get my beer and wine license. Yeah. And so I was able to get my entertainment because i always felt that music has got to be part of this, whether it's jazz, guitars, whatever it was. I know entertainment had to be there. And not until. So probably three months later, Henderson came in and wanted a glass of Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> and I'm like, well, we don't have any. We did not need, but it's in your name. I go, I know, that's what I thought, but they, the city didn't give it to me. I didn't know he was city council. He goes, no, no, you, you, go, you got to go back and reapply. And that day that I reapplied, Flight was applying for their license. So oh we, were, we did it together. That's how I met the coming. And that was already open, like three months. But again, it was a perception our city council and our and our city manager It's it's like a 180 now. I really do think they get it You know they understand that this is something that happened Organically and look having our liquor out. I mean selling outside and you can have Liquor outside,
1: you can sell your liquor. I haven't seen. Liquor to go or to, beer go. to go?
3: Yeah, we haven't yeah. had a single problem. People have been very responsible.
1: And for those that don't know, like, like, because again, I've been involved with the, that whole process, and it's always that pushback, right? Like, why, you know, why, do, why do you need alcohol for your restaurant if you're selling food? What? Like, <laughs> pay the rent. Who says that? But, but, but what? Like, that
5: why could, <laughs> <say> that?
1: <laughs> yeah, like, but I, I want to hear you guys' thoughts. I mean, why is it so important? For a restaurant owner or, or a restaurant to sell, to be able to have that capability to sell either a beer or a hard drink, minus uh, food. Why?
4: So in my
5: opinion,
4: <laughs> I mean, so many reasons. I like to eat something delicious with something that that drinks delicious or too. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's just me when I go out, but. It, it's uh, such an easy inventory to have with a great that margin. That people love. That people love. Yeah. with a great margin. Yeah,
2: and, and that's it too. And it doesn't,
4: and it doesn't spoil, right?
2: right? We talked about you the know? margins was, and food. That I mean, this is industry average, one to three percent. That includes everything. So you imagine foods on the low end, alcohol, uh, beer and wine, cocktails, mixed drinks, um, even you know smoothies and like, just all the stuff that you kind of increases your margin and helps you to be profitable Uh yeah. um, you know because there's you know you get to price it at something that's um, a little bit more, uh, more profitable feasible yeah 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 so, a coke
0: is they, you pay three dollars but it probably and again and, and it's the society yeah. i
2: mean here, here we have rocky cola you guys just had some great sandwiches and mm-hmm. You know, but if they don't have beer or wine, then you're just going to have 15 year olds in here, 18 yeah. year olds. You know, everybody else is going to go treat, vote somewhere else. And again, it's competition. They're, if you're, you can have great food, but if you don't have any beer or wine, then they're just going to go to a restaurant in
1: Fullerton yeah.
2: or away if, if there's no alcohol being served here. It's, it's an option. Again, variety. Not everybody has a drink, but it's 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 an
1: option to your your patrons. Yeah. Yeah and again it's about elevating that experience right right because uh if you're having a special plate or some kind of uh, a dish and there's a pairing next to it or oh, we recommend you have this with that then it's going to take it to the next level where now if you are trying to attract that diner or dining couple or individuals that are seeking that then it's going to Again, be more attractive than your. And also, a lot of these going. laws and
2: these, this reticence was developed in a time where if somebody had a hard liquor license. So, for the for the audience, there's two types of licenses. One is a beer and wine, and the other one is a hard liquor or spirits license, which allows you know your your spirits and your hard liquors as well as beer and wine. As well as beer and wine. So, but these these the second type of license, it was it was called like a bar license, but. 30, 40 years ago, it was like these little dive bars, you know, with a bunch of dirty you know, old guys just drinking and getting drunk. This is before that like, craft cocktails and elevating the drink and the experience. Uh, before millennials just kind of took this in a whole other direction. Mm-hmm. And so it's different now. You know, so like, okay, well, maybe we'll give people beer and wine license, but we don't want anybody to have hard liquor because that's just a bunch of drunks. No, it's not. You know, not anymore. Um, you know, we've elevated that. So, you know, I guess said, there was only hotels and dive bars had these hard liquor licenses. Well, you know, um,
4: coming to our restaurants is like going to an event, right? For my customers, for your, for our guests, it's an event for them, and we're putting on the show. Part of that is alcohol, and when when you're having alcohol, it really puts you in a different mood. You're relaxing. You're having a great time. It's grown-up time, you know? Chilling. It's not, well, you're not going to our restaurants to get milkshakes or chocolate, like this delicious chocolate malt that I'm drinking right now.
1: By the way, that came up to the table, and I just saw Remo's kind of eyes light up, and he's like, I think I deserve you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm lactose. <laughs> I
1: have a little bit, but that's it. Oh, man.
4: That's awesome. Al- alcohol definitely adds to that next element of You're you're having a great time. Yeah.
3: And it is like a craft. You're you're creating a a, a beverage, too. That's why, to me, wine and beer is food. Yeah. And so, you know, what you do with it. I mean, look at how choladas came around. I, I love those. And so, again, somebody put something together, added this, and how it started. You know, this is, again, that experience. And everybody does it a little different. So...
2: And as chefs, we want to do that. You know, just like we want to be creative with some dishes or introduce some new foods. We want to be creative with the cocktails. You know, you can serve wine and beer, and then beer can become a chantier, a michelada, and wine can become a sangria, and then that's about it. After that, you know, we want to be creative with the cocktails and bring fresh lychee and strawberries and season. And, you know, so it's a chance also for our creative book to be expressed.
1: So, so I'm going to go around the table, um, and I'm going to start with, well, oh, I'll start with Remo, and then I'll, I'll let you think about it, because I know your situation. Um, if you had a, a go-to drink, what would you say it would be? A go-to drink. It could be any drink. Any
0: drink. So I have different drinks for different environments. I know it's not a milkshake, so. Yeah. I mean, if I'm hanging out and with my buddies or cousins, I, I just drink Hennessy and Coke, a little bit of Coke. got yeah. Um, if I'm at a restaurant, I'll probably do, uh, like, a dirty martini or an uh, old-fashioned. So, yeah.
4: Uh, right now, I've been on an IPA kick for really? the last couple uh-huh. of years. So, just a good West Coast IPA.
1: Sajjah? Mm-hmm. Um, wine, wine,
3: wine, wine. Um, I love
5: an Eritage or a, a, a,
3: a cat. And a Zin on a winter... Uh, cold
5: night uh,
2: a zen California wines they're the best so I stick locally well I don't really drink now I know uh, so but yeah, you know I always like I you don't know a celebration and there's a beautiful champagne uh, especially from France you know so I mean you can smell the bubbles and the, the fresh grapes so you know kind of appreciate that on New Year's or yeah. something like that but
1: I thought you say coffee,
2: or coffee. <laughs> oh
1: man, <laughs> or, or
2: like my grandfather with a piquetazo, <laughs> yeah, a little cognac, a little cognac in there. <laughs> yeah, you know it's funny.
1: I'm, I'm all old fashioned uh, in a dirty martini when you just said that, man. Yeah. Uh, so just being able to find a good drink. I'm not a big drinker, um, especially when I'm eating and drinking. I just never. It's either drink and eat, or or eat and then drink. It's never been that. That's mixed. the
4: beauty about beer. Beer is like really you could eat yeah you could eat anything and drink a beer but a cocktail I don't like having with food like a good good uh, old-fashioned I'm not gonna pair that with a food i just
0: when I have those I'm just having those you know my, my first uh, dirty martini was actually at a restaurant it was in uh, la Opera in Long Beach so it's, and this was like whatever it was 15 20 years ago but I that was my first exposure to that I asked the bartender what do you recommend and then he said, Dirty Martina," and I had, you know, three of them. And I was like, oh, these that are great. So <laughs> yeah, three's a lot, man. <laughs> yeah. <And> you're <laughs> only 15. Yeah. I don't know, no. <laughs> the man. <rooms> are <laughs> <laughs> the room starts spinning. Let's take ideas,
1: What? What's your guys' favorite dish from just in general? Like, do you guys have any favorite dish that at home? You're like, I'm whipping this up every day. Oh, man. I have That's a lot of,
4: I have a lot of those, man. I love ramen. I love spaghetti. Um, What's a good ramen place? Hiro Nori. Where's that at? Norwalk. Okay. Yeah, I've gone to like In almost the, every well-known Rosecrans? ramen shop. Uh, more than yeah, uh, more than next to Starbucks? Uh, yes, it's oh, my wow. favorite. Next nice. to Starbucks, uh, on Rosecrans and uh, no, Tony on knows Telegram, ramen, like you guys. Telegram, so listen. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. You can look it up. Okay. But uh, yeah, Hiro Nori. I've I've been to a lot of different ramen shops, and Hiro Perfect. Nori is now my favorite. Do you make ramen? Not really. No? No. I, I mean, tried? I have. I have, yeah. yeah. Uh, the best one that I made was when we were at Harlow's, and we were already using a really flavorful pork broth uh, for our pork uh, dip. And we just kind of doctored it up a little bit, uh, give it some, like, more ramen flavor. It was good. It yeah. was good. But I could I could probably still mess around with that and fine-tune it.
1: Sandra, do you have a favorite dish? They either you whip it up or you you go to and it doesn't have to be w- wittyer, just
3: Eggs Benedicts like with salmon, it's just different versions of Eggs Benedicts. Yeah, I think that's when I go out. Breakfast, uh, lunch
1: breakfast. and dinner. <laughs>
3: if I can, I would. Nice. But you can. I have, you can. Uh, the um, I think I'm more of a morning person, like my main meal is mm. is breakfast. Mm. Dinner just wine.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, wine. <laughs> wine. Ricardo me? Ah, seafood. Just give yeah. me seafood. You know, and the fresher the better. The cleaner the better. You know, the is it simpler the better. Or
1: is it like, a, um, or, or, or some kind uh, of fish? Even,
2: or not? No, just more like, you know, just shrimp quickly on the grill. Uh, you know, a light sauce. Um, east Coast oysters. Uh, northeast Coast oysters. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, oh. no, 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 East Coast is good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of what we call flats or. Um, the european mineral Belons. style yeah yeah but lots but yeah all that new brunswick canadian oyster up there i love that so yeah you send me on the beach somewhere i, I don't leave nice. as long as they keep the food coming there you go. So. i guess
0: keep. you'll
3: be at the beach i'll be at a chicken coop yeah. at,
0: a at a ramen pasta. house <laughs> i love pasta i love noodles yeah noodles
4: yeah. man my daughter loves noodles too you whip
1: up anything at that? Of course not, man. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. If I had, a, if I'm cooking, I mean, it's limited. It's a limited menu, but uh, I'm always on the hunt for like a good, like a good barbecue place. Um, I, I love doing like barbecue, like smoked meats and so forth. Um, so if I could find a good place, uh, I have not found one yet. That's like I could say this is a, a place to go. Um, uh, so if you guys have any recommendations, definitely. Have you been to Wawa's? I have been to Woboos. Um, well, when they're open. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, Woboos is actually very, very good, yeah. you guys. It's just kind of hard to to figure out when they're open and when yeah, they're yeah, not. Yeah. But, yeah, the guy knows how to barbecue. Nice. Dr.
4: Hoggly Woggly's. Where's that at? Um, I mean,
2: is it
1: driving like Century nearby? City?
2: Oh, okay.
4: Or Studio City. One of those
0: two. It's a drive. Nice.
1: Yeah. Remo? Would I cook up? I don't no, or no I mean, what's, what's your go to like uh, what are you uh, do you Dirty martinis. no I, I, I mean I hardly I drink a liquid like diet. twice a month or something <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I, it, it's rare
0: um, you know my wife makes this eggs and avocado that I eat almost every morning that they really like and she always tells me do you want something else I was like no I know what I'm getting I know how it's going to sit I know how I- Another portion. I, I feel good portion. after it. Yeah,
2: eggs and avocado. Just eggs, avocado, and good. some toast and a hot sauce. Yeah, yeah. put and a bunch of basil.
0: Well, uh, we put the uh, is it the, <laughs> the sweet stuff that they put on the margarita pizza? What is that? That uh, pesto balsamic, no, b- b- balsamic oh, glaze. Balsamic glaze. She oh, puts nice. a little bit of that on, on it the eggs. on the eggs oh, and the okay. thing, and it's it's delicious. I mean, I. I eat my, it almost every morning. <laughs> my
4: everyday breakfast thing is oatmeal, yeah. but it has to have a banana in it. Banana? Yeah. Yeah, I don't just eat breakfast. Just banana. See, I'm not <laughs> I, I drink my breakfast. Yeah.
1: The liquid. You're not a big oatmeal guy. It's I just, love oatmeal, man. I don't and for know me, I think it's yeah. been the consistency, you know? Like, uh, I guess I haven't found a good oatmeal. but uh, You got to get but, the
4: rolled oatmeal. Is that what it and is? And they make them a little bit thick. They, they have a thick variety. Like, what is it, Almost the like bobs? Irish, like Bobs, a, yeah. Well, there's yeah, steel-cut, yeah. steel and there's cut. rolled oats. But you can get a thick rolled... Oh, uh, thick That thick one. Yeah. Longer. Well, but the thicker uh, one cooks a little bit longer. Yeah, it takes a little longer, but it's... Three minutes on
0: the, the, the <laughs> microwave. That's all you need. Know. Jesse, you have the, the... Open the packet, put
2: oh, it in, in the microwave. Those are good. not good. in the microwave.
1: you got to get the rolled oats. They're They have texture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Okay. <laughs> 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 Let's see, uh, before we close out here, is there anything that's coming up in your guys' restaurants or or, uh, in terms of menus or anything special coming up? I have
4: a Whittier Brewing Company, tap Takeover, uh, not tomorrow but the day after, Wednesday. It's a... well, this, is
1: the, this is going to air after. Oh man! It, so it, we're trying to get it uh, for Thanksgiving. Uh, okay. Well, so yesterday, <laughs> so yesterday, 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 yesterday we had we, this we, awesome, event. We had, <laughs> awesome <laughs> event. we had an awesome
4: event. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is, but the good thing about this event is that it's it's like almost a, a decade a decade in the making. So I've known Ricardo for well for about a decade, right? Or so no longer, like eleven or twelve years. Um, the brewers at the Goodyear Brewing Company I've also known for that amount of time. And they got into beer at the bottle room, and so we would talk about beer a lot. And then they started home brewing, and then they met up with Ricardo to open up a brewery. And here we are, like almost 10 years later, doing a, an event. Nice. So I'll be doing some new dishes. I'm going to bring up a couple of old bottle room dishes back. Um, Tony Tots, uh, Pepper Jack Mac and Cheese, and then everything Turkey else burger? will be new. Nope. You're like the 10th person. By the I was more of a flat.
1: <laughs> I'm the flatbread guy. You had that Spanish chorizo. Oh, man. That was a good one. Yeah. yeah. So, is this only going to be Wednesday? Or not? It's only going to be Wednesday. Okay. So, so we're okay. calling
4: it our uh, Friendsgiving Mini Tap Takeover. Nice. And inside
1: uh, the
0: actual. Inside, inside at, 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 can, at Crooked oh, Gap okay, Kitchen. Got there. it, got it, huh?
4: So, yeah. we'll be there. So, yesterday we did that. There you go. Nice. How did uh, you do that? And then uh, after that, we'll probably maybe do the Christmas brunch, okay, uh, at Crooked Gaff. Yeah. And then New Year's New Year's dinner. That's about it for us.
0: For Wednesday, is it a
4: set menu or is uh, it no? It, we'll we'll also off, uh, offer our regular menu. Got it. And then you can pick and choose your pairings.
1: Got it. Sandra, do you have anything coming up or anything that's uh, for these holiday season that?
3: You know, a lot of the things I'm doing is community work. Uh, actually, uh, the Whittier Parade, Holiday Sonata, uh, Rick's, Grand Illumination, they're all local events, and that's, I'm relying on my staff to oh, keep keep these kind of going, but Next year, things will be a little different, but this year, I think it's important to get back to basics and holiday, community events. I crave it. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and yeah. I,
2: actually, Tony, Sandra, and myself are doing something oh, yeah. for the Soro Optimist. Oh, that's right. Uh, we're going to be doing like a, a video shoot, showing how to cook. We're going to send meals out. So uh, if you go to, what is it? What's uh, the website?
3: So it's uh, Soroptimist of Hootier, or S I W. Uh, you can find the tickets um, uh, are going to be there, sold uh, January 29th, I believe. It's on a Saturday. And it's just going to be an awesome event. Uh,
5: just kind of hanging yeah. out cooking.
3: You're
2: going to get food uh, delivered to you, uh, the ingredients, so that you can cook along with us uh, on video, online. I guess it's a Zoom thing. Yeah. So there will be you know some other chefs and mixologists. So it's super fun event. Um, so I recommend that you guys do that because you know Tony and I um, and Sandra will be kind of doing some new stuff yeah, there. Absolutely. So that you can try.
0: Very cool. mm-hmm. I had a question for the Sonata. Are they still bringing the horse drawn carriages? And are they going through Greenlee? So I or? just
3: found out we're not getting the horse horses because of something that they can't be near cars, and right. so there's not going to be. Uh, Carriages, but there's the idea of bringing again like steel blockers ballerinas and things for children to see and uh and enjoy so in fact i have a meeting a little after this i'll be heading out to a meeting to talk about all the little details
2: but yeah but it'll
3: still happen it's gonna be nice. yes a
2: bit? ricardo anything uh no just um i got some plans so Visara capital okay. will be going through some changes uh-huh. next year. Uh, not going to release those yet but, there you go uh, so there'll be some changes there and um yeah that's about it you know just kind of continue and try to again we're adapting tremendously to different things post-pandemic so um hopefully we can stick around and keep serving you guys
1: awesome awesome Remo okay what you got anything else coming up no
2: I think we're good man <laughs> awesome well yeah. thank
1: you guys for coming on uh Thanks, for jo- uh, joining us and uh, like they say, breaking bread or breaking fries or whatever. Sure. Or, and uh, yeah, we'll have to definitely uh, schedule something in the future uh, so we could talk about business and then what else is going on here in the community. So, uh, again, thank you guys. And, thank you. Thank you for having us. Right.
2: Happy Thanksgiving. See you later. Happy New Year.